Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. I'm glad that we can be in the presence of God and we can laugh together. Uh, and I would actually like you, just out of respect for uh, Pastors Frankers, would you actually stand and welcome them this morning with applause? Uh, they are worthy servants of God. They deserve honor for their ministry, their role. Come on, Pastor Frank. Come on, Pastor Chris. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much. Come on. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, honey. Um, we are so honored, so glad to be here. And uh, this is such a treat for us to be with you. And you have been so kind, hospitable. Uh, we feel honored. Uh, we love your team. We love the youth, young adults, the time we spend, your leadership. Pastors uh, Travis and Amy and the uh, elders, leaders, thank you so much for having us, for inviting us to come. We are honored to be here. Amen. I'm just going to share a little greeting with you, and Frank's going to take it away this morning. But just so y'all know, I'm from South Carolina, and Pastor Frank's from Brazil, so we'll probably get our daughter up here to interpret for us in just a minute if you're having trouble. But we are so thrilled to be here. You guys have a lovely, lovely church, a powerful church. God's doing something really great here. We, we just want to say how much we appreciate your pastors. Why don't you guys give them a big round of applause? They are great people. They are great people. You guys are just truly blessed. When you've got pastors that have a heart like that and are so faithful, you know, it is a gift from the Lord to your lives and to this city. Amen? So we just believe God's going to fill this place up and do great things. I just have one scripture for you. You'll have to hold that a second while I put my glasses on so I can see. There we go. I just want to read this to you. This was in my heart this morning for the church. It's from Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 10. It says, for God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. And I want to read that one more time here. Um, but we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. I'm telling you, there is a great hope that you guys have in this church here, in Generations Church. There's a great hope to touch this city, to see God move, to see things happen here, to see lives being saved. I think y'all need to start saying amen to that, amen. don't you? Come on, God wants to do something fantastic in this city and touch so many souls for Jesus. And he is going to see that. Don't lose your hope. Keep pressing on. We are passionately believing for you to receive something from the Lord in here and see a great breakthrough in the city. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Guys, I wanted to congratulate you on your purchase of that land. I tell you, I am so blessed. And uh, we hardly, you know, could believe, because your pastors are so awesome. They are so humble about, I knew the, the land, and I, you know, and, and okay, it's a land, it's great. But the day yesterday, or, or Friday, when we drove by, 
Folks, I tell you what, this is a gift from the Lord. It's a statement that you made. And you know, I have learned that God is loving, but He's not soft. God is moved not by our tears. Did you know that? God is moved by our faith. We can cry and sob as much as we want to, but I tell you, if you want to move the hand of God, He's compassionate toward that. But I tell you, if you want to see God moving in your life, in the life of your church, faith will do that. And what you have done in the spiritual realm, it was just moving the heart of God towards you as you stepped in faith. And so the journey is a good one ahead of you. It's not you. It's God's going to do it. He, he started on this journey. He's going to finish you. Can you say amen? amen? What he started, God is able to finish. So just keep going. Keep moving ahead. God is a good God. The devil is still a bad devil. Right? Amen. Tonight, we're going to talk about revival. And I want to encourage you to come. Bring your children. Let them soak in the presence of God. It doesn't matter. We need the touch of God. So we are going to just believe God for a move as we worship the Lord. I'm going to minister. And then we're going to have more worship. And we're going to soak in the presence of God. And we're going to see Holy Ghost moving, doing amazing things in our life. Igniting a fire of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's five of you. I'm going to say that again. Give you another chance. God is going to ignite the fire of the Holy Ghost upon you. Now look to the person beside you and say, he's talking to you right now. Yeah, look to the other person that you like a little bit more. Say, hey, I want to see you tonight here. Yeah, tonight you're going to have a good time. Okay, let's get into the word tonight. And I want to minister to you about the four benefits of honor. But I have a question for you. How many of you want to go to the next level? That's five of you again. I'm going to do it another chance. How many of you want to go to the next level? Yeah, you want to go higher. You want to be blessed. How many of you want to live in abundance? How many, how many of you know that we are living in days where God wants to display His grace, His anointing, His power, miracles? How many of you would like to see that in your life, in our lives? Well... I'm going to give you a key. Now, I feel that this for you, as I'm seeking the Lord and praying for a while now regarding your church, that indeed is a year of breakthrough. That this year, 2023, is a year of breakthrough. It's a year of growth. It's a year of advancing. It's a year of blessing. It's a year where you're going to see some of those empty chairs being filled. That's another five of you. That's... I see that this year will be a year where some of those empty chairs are going to be filled. As a matter of fact, if you have an empty chair in front of you, beside you, put a hand on that empty chair right now. And prophesy, speak life, sow into that chair. Come on, speak over that, speak over that, speak over that. Father, we just thank you for this gym. And we want to see this thing not filled once, but filled twice, oh God. In Jesus' name, for your glory, we pray for souls, north, south, east, and west of us to come into the kingdom of God and fill those chairs in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, I want to start with a scripture that is very familiar and powerful. And this scripture is not the main scripture that we are going to use for this, for this message. But I, wanna, I want you to see my heart as I preach this word today. Because I don't want to be misunderstood. And I know how easy that is. 
I don't want to be misunderstood this morning. And I want us to be very familiar and very take away anything that the enemy may try to put our way. Because it is indeed a word of the Lord for you. And, and I just know for a fact that God wants to do something in your heart. And that word is this, Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, work it with all of your heart. As though you are working for the Lord and not for people. I'm going to say that again. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As though you are working for the Lord and not for people. That word, whatever, say whatever. It means everything. It means that whatever you say and whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. Say unto the Lord. See, uh, so as you give of your talent, as you give of your treasure, as you give of your time to the Lord, you must do it with the understanding that you're not doing for anybody else but to the Lord. Can you say amen to that strong? Why do we say that? Because from Him coming the blessing. From Him alone comes what you need for your life. That you don't work, you don't serve, you don't give to any man or any place. You do it to the Lord. And this is so easy for us to get mixed up with this understanding. But we needed to understand this, that everything that we need, it comes from Him. Everything that you need in your marriage, for your family, for your children, for your church, for your business, for your finances, for your health. All of that comes from the Lord. Are we clear on that? Yes. All right. So, that's why the only, he is only, the only one that is worthy to receive our praise, our honor and glory. And so, we're going to minister to you the four benefits of honor. Four benefits of honor. It's important because if you get this... You'll be set up for a blessing. And your church needs a blessing. If you get this, your life, your marriage, your children, your finances, everything about you. If you get this principle, which I'm believing that you will, you're going to see multiplication. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see blessings. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 and verse 9. It says, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunan, where there was a rich woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there, turn in there and eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, look now, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by here regularly. Father, we pray your blessing in the name of Jesus upon your word. In Jesus' name, name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Listen, there are, there are three kinds of people, three, three different types of people are believers this day. Number one is the ungrateful kind. Is the ungrateful kind. Who are they? I call this type of person the poor in their soul. Is the one that grumbles and complains about everything. Is the ungrateful kind. Is the type of person who doesn't recognize the channel of blessings in his or her life. The ungrateful type is the type of person that makes you feel that you're always owing something to them. That you're always owing something to them. Something that is, you know, they make you to feel that it's never enough. No matter what you do for them, it is never enough. No matter how much you do, no matter how much you cut or you say, it's never enough. The type of person that, heck, uh, that who can't recognize the blessings of God, 
the blessings over his or her life. Let me give you some example. Is the person who is not great for the job they have. They complain and they whine and they can't see that job as a channel that blesses using to put food on their tables. The person that gets in their job, they get up on Monday morning and begin to say, oh boy, I have to go to that place and I have to be on that job and I have to do this and I have to do that. I don't like the paycheck that they're doing. I don't like the boss that I'm working for. All that, that's the ungrateful kind. It is the son of daughter who is ungrateful for his or her parents. It's the kind of uh, kids that look and, uh, and feel entitled for something from their parents. They can't, you know, uh, exercise uh, gratefulness to their parents. They can't realize how amazing it's the kind of kids that, that whine and complain and shout and are rebellious and scream at their mom and, and don't express gratitude toward their parents. It's the kind of believer who's ungrateful for the church that they're in or the pastors and the leadership they're serving. They can't see that the church has been a blessing to them. That this church, that the church actually can be a source of blessing in their life. They can't see the blessings that the spiritual leadership, they can't appreciate the word and the worship team and they always complain about everything that's going on. Is the word that is too loud or not too, not loud enough. It is too long or not long enough and, and it's just a, a person that complains everything you know we are here between a you know in a gym and we you know we wish and always complaining about something is the believer who is ungrateful towards God and I hope that is nobody like that here today that don't appreciate what Jesus have done at the cross of Calvary for you yeah. that's the first kind the second type of people are the people that left this place of ungratefulness into a place where he or she recognizes and expresses gratefulness. They are able to recognize the channel of blessings upon his or her life. Is the type of person that sees his workplace as a channel of blessing to his life. Is the type of person who gets into the job, get up on a Monday morning and say, Father, I may not really enjoy the job that I'm doing, but I'm grateful for the job. Is the type of person that gets into work with a smile on their face, even though they know they're being unpaid or not paid enough for what they do, but they recognize that God is using that particular job for this particular season. And even though they know there could be more, they are grateful for that job. It's the kind of people that will look at their boss and they'll say, thank you for allowing me to work in this company. I appreciate the fact that I have this season in being here. It's the student that gets into a classroom and say, thank you for teaching me. Even though I'm not so grateful and so, so great and so good at this particular subject, Thank you for investing your time into my life. It's the type of son and daughter who recognize how much of a blessing his and their parent parents are. It's the type that says thank you for the hard work that you have done in order to have me where I am. Thank you for buying my clothes. Thank you for investing so much in my life, for being so thoughtful about my life. I appreciate, you know, the, 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 the food that you cook and the breakfast that you made and the house that you have. Mom and dad, I appreciate that. Thank you for working so hard so I can have what I have right now. I am grateful for that. You know, I, I'm grateful. I'm blessed to have two girls. I mean, they're very grateful for, for things. Oftentimes, they say, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing, you know, thank you for paying for this. Though, I, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, Father, I pay for them and they're grateful for that. You know what I mean? It's like when Gabriella comes to me, I, I know she's so sweet. We work together and she goes, Dad, you know, what do you
you doing today? And I think, no, I mean, I'm just, can we go for lunch? I said, oh, man, my daughter wants to go for lunch with me. And, and, and oh, man, it's so awesome. And so I get into that car and take her out for lunch. Then I realize that it's not so we can go out for lunch, so I can pay the bill for her. <laughs> it's the believer who recognizes and expresses gratitude towards the church that he or she attends is the kind of person that comes and say, man, thank you for this beautiful house that, you know, my family was saved here. My marriage has been nourished in this place. And I am so grateful to be, to have a place that I can come and worship the Lord. Thank you for, for, for you know, you have your kids in the kids' church. And, and it's the kind of person that goes into that place and say, Thank you for the efforts and the, the things that you do. Is the person that before leaves gets into the greeter and say, Thank you for being so smiley today. Is the person that recognizes the blessing and comes to the pastor leadership. Thank you for loving me. I know I'm not that easy to love, but thank you for investing so much, for praying so much to my life, and actually expresses that gratefulness and that thankfulness. You know, is the person that expresses gratefulness to the Lord. Thank you that you saved me. Thank you that you have done a great work in my life. Lord, without you, I would not be where I am right now. It's that person that recognizes and that is grateful. That's the second type of person. And that's what we have in this text right here. In this woman who is able to recognize the blessing around her. She is what we call someone with a rich soul a rich she is rich in his spirit she has a prosperous soul she knows and she recognizes the blessing around her and you know what look at verse 9 it says and she said to her husband look now i know that this is a holy man of god who passes by us regularly this is a man of God, along with his servant Gehazi, Elisha, would go into the city. This prophet who travels around from place to place. And he stops in this city called Shunem, which is a middle city. It's kind of, it's kind of red deer in, in, in relationship to Calgary and Edmond. It's like, a, you know, these prophets, they, they, these guys would travel and, and Shunem would be like a red deer. You know, like it's a middle ground. So they walk sometime and then they stop there for the night and then until they reach. The, 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 their destination so it's kind of you know a city in between Samaria and Carmel so this these two big cities and it's a place where they, they will travel and they would sleep and this woman we, we don't know her by name we just know that she is a woman of Shinnom and, and, and she becomes friend with this man of God she becomes friend with this guy this guy called Elijah and every time that he's passing by that city the city of Shunem, he she invites him to come into the house and they have a little of you know a little Brazilian coffee and and they have a little barbecue and and so that there would be a nice little resting place you know come on of me men of God and and they'll have a little something that to eat and they spend some time together and that was a normal for Elisha to stop by this person's hand and it's one of these trips that after the meal he gets up he continues on this journey he'd say thank you for receiving us thank you for the beautiful coffee and thank you for the beautiful you know uh, supper that you gave me but it's, it's time now for us to keep going that is a delta hotel that, that we needed to just rest a little bit until we we finish that you know, we go on and so this 
this man actually uh, is leaving and, and I can almost see in my mind that this husband and wife, you know, they go and they said the goodbyes and, and she turns to her husband and says, honey, you know, I don't know, I just love this guy. And he is a holy man of God. That word holy man of God literally is simply, simply, is, 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 it literally means he's a chosen man of God. You know what she's doing? She's recognizing and, is, and, and verbally she's expressing what she knows and feels about Elisha. I recognize that he is a holy man of God. This woman has the ability to express what she recognizes and about Elisha. My prayer is that we would be able to recognize this morning the place where we are and the family that we are in may not be the perfect family but that we would be able to recognize this morning and be like this woman who acknowledges, who sees the blessings of God, who sees you know the effort that is done so we can have the presence of God in the house. That is grateful for that. My life was changed here. My kids growing up in this place. It wasn't for the investment of, you know, of the sowing of that. Man, I wouldn't be here today. Your pastor said regarding their mom and dad. You know, it's like there was a lot of investment in there. A person that expresses gratitude, recognizes that is friendships that I found in this place that became life to me. Now, thinking about this, I'd like to tell you about the other type of person, I talk about the group that is ungrateful. And then I talk about the second group, which is the one who recognize and therefore they express their gratitude verbally, their thankfulness. I want you to tell you about another even greater group, a greater level that you can go through type of people. Greater than recognition. You may ask, Pastor, recognition is already a good thing. What can be greater than recognition? Well... That is a place that is greater than recognition. It's a place called honor. Say honor. honor. Honor is something even higher than recognition. If you are a person that recognizes the sources of blessing in your life, that's an amazing thing. Doors will be open to you. It's amazing. It's awesome. But when we understand honor, we begin to walk over a much higher revelation. What is the difference between recognition and honor? Is found in verse 9 and 10. She said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Verse 10. Please, let us make a small upper room on the wall. And let us put a bed for him there. And a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be. Whenever he comes to us, he can turn in here. He can spend the night in this place. What's happening? Elisha is leaving one day after a nice time with them and together they go outside and they say their goodbyes and she, I can almost see her on the fence and she looked to her husband and honey, you know, that guy is just awesome, Elisha. I love him. He's a holy man of God. But that's recognition. What she's about to do now, unlock something in her life that if you go beyond recognition, we will unlock something in your life as well. You know, why, why don't we kind of, you know, make some room for him here? You know, it breaks my heart that he has to go to the little hotel down the street to spend the night. You know what? It's only you and I here anyways. We have space. Why don't we just, you know, go and uh, build a room for him? 
Why don't we just uh, make sure that we get, you know, so every time that the man of God comes over here, he had him that doesn't have to go to the hotel, he can stay right where you are. You know, let's just go to Home Depot and buy some bricks and buy some stuff and build a nice little room for him. Let's get an architect to trying to kind of, you know, help us to draw and design something that would be nice by code, something that we can afford. Why, why don't we get the, the builders, you know, to just go into that and, and kind of take that project on. Honey, you know, we have that money on the bank there, you know, and it's not doing anything. Why don't we just invest that and just put it in here? Let's just get a, 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 a let's hire an interior decorator and, 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 and let's buy him. Let's make it nice. Let's put it, you know, some, buy some a lamp, buy a bed, you know, let's just a, a little desk. Let's just put, let's make this room so very nice for the man of God. So every time that he comes, he can just stay right here honey let's invest in this man of God who is he he's a prophet what do they do they build a room for the prophet they create an atmosphere for the prophetic can I say this to you this is a prophetic home this is a house is a prophetic house and in a prophetic house anything can happen that's why you can never come on the on the house of God on a Sunday morning and get up just like I'm just going to church today no 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 you're coming to a prophetic place you see, we need to get up in the morning and just to get so excited about coming to the house of God and get your kids. And hey, kids, we are going to the house of God today. It's just going to be an awesome place because God's going to meet us there. He meets us every day, but man, he's going to meet us there so good. And let's go and we get up early and we get our breakfast and, 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 and we come. And we come like with that, you know, that thing that's like, you know, you're just ready to roll. Man, you come for prayer. You don't come after everything started. You come for prayer because you believe that that is something that God's gonna do you don't just come for prayer you already pray before you ever came man and you come when you come in your spirit is just like you know when they string that you are ready you know you're ready for God because anything can happen in a prophetic home and that's what this woman is doing she's building a place for the prophetic are you building a place for the prophetic in your own life? Are you building a place in the prophetic here? Listen, that prophetic house or room is here. Generations Church is a prophetic room. And anything can happen when you enter the door of this place. Listen, what is the difference between recognition and honor? Honor is the result of recognition plus investment equals honor. Did you hear what I say? Recognition plus investment equals honor. Honor is a result of recognition, which is good. That's verse 9. Verse 10. She did something about it. She did something about it. <laughs> Verse 9, all about recognition. Verse 10, all about honor. And honor go beyond words. 
It has to do with action. It has to do with what I do. Not too long ago, I was in Uganda. Um, ministering on MFI. Our church sponsors a church there, and we have done several things there, build a building and all that kind of stuff in the process of moving the pastor now into the house that was built and all that. This guy makes no money, Pastor Henry. He is a giant in the faith. Moving to this village, has the, the place already packed out. You know, it's just awesome what he's doing. And he knew that we were in a building project in our church. We are just uh, doing some renovations in our church. And this guy makes a very small salary. Very small. And so he calls me into a Sunday after church. He calls, we are leaving shortly after church. And he calls, calls into me into a room. And he says, Pastor Frank, I, I just have, I hope you don't mind. But I have a little offering for your renovation. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be, you know, you know, I mean, it's awesome that he has that heart. Well, he put an envelope in my hand. And as I opened the envelope, it was 300 U.S. dollars. Now, 300 U.S. dollars for him would be like uh, you take $6,000, maybe a little more, from your budget right now, put it in an envelope, and put it on that thing to put into my hands. And he's crying as he do because he's so embarrassed that he's too little that he wished he could do more. And he put it there, and I said, no, Henry, I can't take that. And he goes, no, Pastor, you got to understand. Uh, you cannot not take that. You need to take that. You need to take that because this is our investment, our heart for Viva Church. What did he do? Not only he was grateful, he acted on his gratefulness. And he did something with his gratefulness. If I tell you the miracles and the things that's going on there, it's just awesome. You see, it's not only enough that Christ, that Jesus is God, that God is who he said he is. You have to accept Jesus in your heart. You have to, to do something about the acknowledgement of that truth, that Jesus is who he said he is. You have to surrender your life to him. You have, give, you have to give yourself to him. You have to do, you have to place your life in his hands. See, there is something that you do. See. Faith is just faith when you act on what you believe. Did you hear? Faith is just faith when you act upon what you believe. It's not enough for you to recognize that this church is a blessing to you and your family. It's not enough to say, that's awesome, that's great. You see, that needs to be recognition. That recognition needs to be transformed into honor. How do we do that? By investing of our time, our talents, our talents, and our treasure. It's like more than just coming and enjoying a service. It's more than just coming and sitting and being grateful. It's actually us now getting involved so others lost in the city can come and enjoy the presence of God that you have been enjoying all these years. You see, it's not about you having something to do. It's about you giving of yourself to the Lord whom all blessings come from. And you saying with the act, you know, count on me on ushering. Count on me to look after kids. Count on me to set it up or turn it down. Count on me to do something to clean. Count on me I want to do something because the act of you doing something is an act of honoring the Lord not only you are recognizing your gratefulness but now you are giving of yourself 
and not just sitting, which is nothing wrong if you're just arriving here. If you're just coming in and enjoying, maybe you come from a season that is so busy and stuff, that's great. But let me tell you something. You go to a different level when you place before the Lord, Lord, here is my time. Lord, here is my talents. Lord, here is my treasure, my finances. God, I want to put to you, that's why I read to you before, you're not giving of yourself to the house of God. You're giving to God, to the Lord. And so I'm not going to allow myself to be a part of a place that I do nothing. I'm not going to allow myself for, for only 20% take the, of the people take the whole, the whole taking into the house. Man, I'm going to do my part. It may be little, Pastor. I just have perhaps one Sunday every five weeks, but I want to serve. I want to do something. I want to turn my recognition into honor by acting upon I'm going to give. I'm going to be faithful with my tithe and my offerings. You know, I play the guitar. I play the drums. I, I am good at teaching. I am good at cleaning. Whatever it is, I want to put that into the hand of the Lord. As soon as you do that, listen, you come from a place of recognition into a place of honor by acting upon it. You say, Pastor, why, what is, why is this a, a big deal? Well... Because what has been, happened to this woman, it's just amazing. When was the last time that you came to your own household, your mom and dad, and you said, Mom, Dad, today I'm going to clean. I am going gonna, gonna to just do. You go out. When you come by in the house, the house is going to be clean. I'm going to cook for you guys. I'm go just going to do, you know, uh, uh, for you. Your parents would faint probably. <laughs> you come from a place of recognition into a place of honor. When was the last time you got your mom and dad, you took them out to eat and said, I'm paying. When was the last time that you get your mom and dad and you, and you said, man, let's go shopping. You took me shopping all my life. Now I am going to take you shopping and I'm going to invest. I don't have much, but what I have, I'm going I'm to, I, I just want to bless you. What do you do? You, place, you come from a place of recognition into a place of honor. When was the last time that you got to your small group leader or your ministry leader? And you said, I see what you do. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to look after your kids. I'm going to clean your house. I'm going to do whatever to bless you. I'm going to bring, I cook, the, I made this, this, this deal here, this little thing and it's not much but I, I want to just give you and save you an evening of cooking how is that how does that sound pastors you have been a blessing to my life and here's your Starbucks today here's something to bless you you are coming from a place of recognition to a place of honor now pastor Frank why you are so talking like this to us because, because of what happened to this woman's life. And I'm very quickly going to just run you through. What happened when you come from the place of recognition into honor? Four things. Number one is this. Honor breaks the power of barrenness. Verse 12, verse 17. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. 
When he had called her, he stood before him and she said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son and she... And she said, No, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time, the following, the, about that time the following the spring, as Elisha had said to her. So the prophet is so touched by what this woman did. You know, it's like, you know, it, 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 he comes in, maybe there was no text message, maybe there was no nothing, but you know, somehow the man got the message. Maybe she was waiting for him, maybe it was a scheduled time that he would go to that town, and he, when she saw him say, hey, man of God, come over here, come over here. Listen, you know, today you don't only have to stay to eat. Look, we, we build a room for you. And, and I want to take you in a tour for you and your servant when you come to town, you know, and they brought him upstairs. And in upstairs, they opened that door. And there was the beautiful bed. There was a lampstand. There was that table. There was that chair in there. And it says, you know what? Now every time that you come, every time that you come, you can stay in our house. You don't have to go. See, listen, you don't want the prophetic just pass by. You want the prophetic to make a residence. So he goes and they, I, I don't know, I have a creative mind. Maybe they go sit down, uh, they lay down on the two twin beds that's there. You know, and they look to each other and say, man, this is nice. You know, it's so nice that now we don't have to travel anywhere. We can just eat and come back to sleep. And they are there and they are going to each other and... Out of the sudden, you know, Elisha looks to Gehazi and says, Gehazi, man, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that good? Gehazi goes, man, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Listen, you know, isn't that nice? We need to do something about this woman, don't we think? I think it's a good idea. I think we should do that. So call her in. So Gehazi goes, call her in. She comes in. She's already in bed. She comes in with that thing, you know, all the rubber stuff. <laughs> and she comes in, knocks the door, opens the door. And he's there laying down. And he said, uh, listen, um, this is so nice. I really appreciate that. And um, uh, let me tell you this. Uh, what can I do? Can I talk to the commander of the army? Can I talk with the king on your behalf? And the woman immediately is taken back. She says, dude, listen, I did not do this room to bargain with you. I did not build. This is just out of my heart because I love you. I appreciate you. And please, I, I, I have everything that I need. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Don't misunderstand what I did. I'm not bargaining with you. I'm not talking. I'm not trying to make. No, no. It's just I built because my heart was filled with joy for this. And I'm just doing it. You don't give because you want to get. That's exactly what that woman did. She goes back to her room. Elisha goes, well, we tried. Gehazi goes, man, you're so prophetic that you're missing the pastoral on this thing. <laughs> what do you mean? All the years that we have come by, you haven't noticed the most thing that's going on in this household. Notice that there's no kids running around. That is true. That's why it's so quiet and peaceful. Call her back in. 
call her back in. She comes in again. What do you want now? You know? So he comes and she says, you know what? You have no kids. By this time next year, you're going to have kids. She's like taken back again. Lord, please. You know what? I built my hopes up for a long time. And maybe I had several miscarriages already. Please don't, 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 don't do that to me. My heart is settled. My husband and I are happy the way we are. We don't need this. And the man of God says, next year, by this time, you have a son. Let me tell you, honor what honor does. Honor. It breaks the power of everything that is barren in your life. Maybe your marriage is barren. Maybe your finances are barren. Maybe your kids, maybe your own relationship with God is in a place is stagnant. And you are just there. And you're just not sensing and feeling the presence of God. And church for you became just a place that you come and you say, I wish I could taste the presence of God and the power of God. Like once I did, like my friends do. See, honor breaks the power of that which is barren in your life. Honor breaks that. It's greater than being barren. Not only that, honor also breaks the power of death. Honor brings what is dead back to life. Follow on the story. She had this son. A year, lo and behold, the, man, the, the, the woman has a son. Grows up. The Bible says, we keep on reading the story just to make it short. Make it a little short for you guys because I need to finish. Um, so that comes and, and the guy grows up, the little boy grows up and the husband goes to the field. The woman stays back and said, boy, let's go to the field. And the boy goes back to the field and then there is a son that is so hot and this boy is not feeling well. He goes, dad, I'm just sick. I don't. So the dad sends him back to his house, arrive at his house. His mom is on the, the chair probably doing whatever. And comes the boy and they bring him and he's so sick. Mom, I don't feel good. I don't feel well. I don't feel good. I don't feel well. And the boy has kind of a sunstroke stroke whatever it is and the boy dies in her arm what does she do Did, does she call 911 does she go to the hospital no you know what she does she takes the boy goes up to the room the prophetic room that she built for the prophet places the boy where? 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 On the offering. He takes the boy to the prophetic atmosphere where everything began. Lays the boy in the offering, in the honoring aspect. Goes, call the man of God. Read the story. Go calls the man of God. The man of God comes in. Actually sends someone first. The house first. It doesn't work. Then he comes in. He goes back to the house. He prays for the guy. The guy immediately comes back to life. Honor brings back to life that which is dead. And if you have a dead marriage today, our God is a God can bring back to life. Yeah. 
if you, if you have a kids that are not serving God and it seems that they will never come back, God is, can bring them back to life again. If you have a finances that is so in trouble or a health or whatever it may be, listen, didn't God, Lazarus was four days dead? And everybody, so when they asked him, he's dead, he's dead, you should have been here before, he's dead, he's gone, he's over with. Listen, it's not over until God says it's over. It's not done until God says it's done. You understand that we need to be people that, 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 that have that tenacity to look at the circumstance and say, this is not moving, but my God is above all circumstances. And I'm going to live my life in such a way that I'm going to honor you, God. Not making a bargain to you, but it's just a matter of fact that you can bring things back to life again. And so, Lord, here is my talent. Here is my treasure. Here is my time. And, Lord, I'm giving and sowing into your kingdom, oh God. Because when you put that into the hands of God, when you, when you, when you work, in, in, and for you, that prophetic room is Generations Church. You understand that, right? And, and as you do that, man, as you're working, you know that song? that says, you know, even when I don't see it working, even when I love you, that is who you are. Remember that? I don't even know how the words go, but I just know that has something to do with what I'm saying. <laughs> that is who you are. And I don't see, man, while you're here today, you don't know the investment that you're making in your own life. This is the first day of the week. God always blesses the first. Just by default, you seeking God on that first day of the week. You're already saying to the week that's coming that is blessed. Yeah. I don't want to go to church today. <laughs> Are you coming? I don't know. Are you nuts? You can't afford but not to come. Oh, pray husband from blessings flow. Remember that one? <laughs> Has something to do with what I'm saying too. <laughs> oh, pray here be on prayer. Making it first. You're bringing, I don't know what's dead in your life, but I tell you what, if you are a person of honor, God can bring things back to life. I need to finish. Look to the person beside you and say, he is almost done. Just, just. Is that okay? Is that all right? That's five of you. I'm going to say that again. Is that okay? Okay. You know what it means when the preacher look at the clock? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. <laughs> Number three, honor brings deliverance. Now, Elisha had said to the woman, chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, whose son had restored, been restored to life. Arise and depart with your household, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'll, I'll explain it. Go quicker. Comes a point in, a, in the land that's going to be a great famine. Now, the woman and the husband have a property. They have a very good life, I guess, going. And the, the man of God hears from God that it's going to be a seven years of drought, a seven years of famine. And so he comes to the man of God, and, and he's thinking, man, it's going to be bad here. But um, he goes, you know what? Uh, we can't shout that out to everybody. But we cannot allow the woman that built that room for us go through that and us not telling her. 
So he goes to her house, calls her in, and said, look, this is the secret right now. This is the secret right now. It's going to be a famine. It's going to be bad. Here's what you need to do. Go to the bank. Get your money out of the bank. And go from here to a place where you're going to be able to survive. Seven years, then you come back. It's going to be a drought. What's happening? She's being delivered. Because she's a woman of honor, she's delivering. He's delivering her. I don't know about you, but we need an insight from heaven regarding future. I served with a pastor in Brazil, and they went to Israel for a trip. Along with him, there was a businessman that, you know, the guy was just a, a man of God. And uh, he would give, he would serve. He was just a man of honor. I mean, the guy was just awesome. As they are at the, in Israel, and in Brazil, the dollar, you know, Brazil is run by how, you know, the dollars. And so everything, Brazil can crash. The, the market can crash, you know. But, but so if you have dollar, you need to sell at the right time and buy at the right time. So, and his business was all based on dollars. So, as they are in the breakfast one morning, Josias tells Tilkli, which is the pastor, and said, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tilkli comes and said, look, how is your business? He goes, no, you're doing good. And, and, and pastor said, look, I heard from the Lord, and I believe that you need to sell your, whatever you have in dollars, right at the, right at the time, right now, to sell it. Because it's going to take a dip. And businessmen look at him and said, ah, pastor, come, you know, things are good, there's no issues. The pastor said, you better sell it. Came noontime. They are out somewhere. pastor goes to him again. Josiah, did you do it? He goes, no, I haven't done it yet. said, well, you better do it because you're going to lose money. So he reluctantly phones Brazil and says, I want you to sell whatever it was that they needed to sell. They go in and they sold the stuff. Well, next morning, it was such a crash and that guy made so much money because he sold at the right time. How did he get that insight? Man of honor. A farmer in, in, in Brazil, he, he, he noticed a drought and, 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 and he has given a piece of property to the Lord. And, uh, and, and he planted cotton, and cotton needs rain at the right time and dry, dr uh, drought at the right time. And so, and there was a drought, there was no rain. And the pastor comes to him and said, how is your, your, your thing going? He goes, well, it's not doing well because, you know, we need some rain and there is no rain. He goes, I heard from the Lord, I think you need to go to your property and pray. Go right in the center of that thing and pray. He goes into the center of that thing, he obeys the Lord, goes there and prays. Right in the middle. Lord, send some rain. Goes back. I know it's unfair. Next few days, it rained. But it rained only in his property. All the cotton field around him died and was bad. But his was flourishing. Honor. Honor gets you delivered. You need some wisdom from God for your business, for your, for your kids, for your life. Can you say amen to that? Would you please stand just to pretend that I'm finishing. <laughs> Worship team can come back. Number four, and the last one is this. Honor brings restoration and abundance. Seven years of drought, seven years of hunger is passing by now. The woman and her husband and their son come back to the field, to the property, just to find that the property was taken over by a bunch of people during the seven years. They destroyed. They just wrecked the whole thing. 
They go into the property. They see they have no more house. People are living there. They, they, people just took over their property. She goes in there, and they said, my father, what happened here? What does she do? She goes back to the palace. Now, at the palace, the king is now with Gehazi. And the king is asking, if you read it, the king is saying, man, you serve a guy by the name of Elisha, didn't you? He goes, yes, I did. Man, that guy was awesome, wasn't he? Yes, he was amazing. Listen, tell me one of the greatest stories about Elisha. So Gehazi tells the king and says, man, there was, you know what, there's so many stories, but there is one that marked. There is this woman that lives just around the corner here. And uh, we would go and spend some time there at the house and eating and stuff. But then she decided to build a room for, for us. She did that? Oh, yeah, she did. I mean, it cost her. Absolutely did. But, but it just, you know, we would go and spend the night there. And then, you know, the prophet Elisha just prophesy a kid. Did the kid, what, did kid come? Oh, absolutely, he did. And was a nice boy. And, and, but what happened is that, that 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 little guy that was prophesied and she was barren, that boy that she prophesied died. What? He died? Yes, he did. Well, what happened? Well, here's the best part of the story. That boy died. But then the prophet prayed over that boy's life and the boy came back to life as he's telling the story. Jesus incidentally Coincidentally, Jesus didn't, Jesus coins, whatever. <laughs> she's coming in, he, she's coming along with her husband at the exact moment that she's telling the story, that, that, that Gehazi is telling the story. As a matter of fact, and the king goes, are you kidding me? No, it's true. Look at her there. She is right there. So she calls in. Is that you? She goes, absolutely, it's me. And so what happened? Well, why are you here? Well, the reason I'm here is because I came back to the land, as you know, seven years, it was bad, and we were outside, but we came back to our property. Our property is all taken. People are there. We don't have anything. And the king is so touched. At the end of seven years, when the woman returned to the land of the Philistines, she went into appeal to the king for her house and her land. As he was telling the king how Elijah had restored the dead, to, the dead to life, behold, a woman whose the son had been restored to life appealed to, the king, appealed to the king for her house and her land. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore! Oh, that was her together with all the produce of the field from the day that she left the land until now not only her house was restored but it was everything for seven years that's supposed to build in that crop it came back to her life do you know what that means it means that the god that you serve is a God that is able to restore no matter what the devil has stolen from you no matter what you lost in your marriage no matter what you lost in your finances no matter what you lost in your family God is saying I can restore all back to life to you do you believe that? 
I am prophesying over your kids. Prodigals to come back. I am prophesying prodigals to come back. How many of you have kids that are not serving God right now? Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Bring them back, oh God. In the name of Jesus. How many of you have lost things? Could be health, could be finances, could be relationship. And you say, Pastor, I have lost some things. That's me. I want to see your hand. How many of you? How many of you have lost something? Here's what I want to do. I want everybody that needs a restoration. Everybody that needs a restoration. Everybody that says, I'm going to be, I'm going to live my life beyond recognition. I'm going to live my life in this honoring state that will bring a blessing to me. If that is you, I want you to come to the front so we can pray together and then I'm going to send you away. Would you just come? Would you just come? You say, I want to be a person of honor. I want to be a person that will live on that place of honor. I have some things that need to be restored in my life, in my family. Just come. Just come to the front. Don't stay back. Don't stay back. Just come. Just come. Let's just see God doing. I want you to begin to present to the Lord. I want, to, I want to see you presenting to the Lord right now. That which you lost. That which you need to be restored. That which it doesn't matter what it is. I want you to say, Lord, this is my life. This is my life. I pray that you bring it back, Lord. I'm presenting myself to you, God. I want to honor you with my life. I want to honor you with my time, my talent, my treasures, oh God. Come on. As we sing whatever it is that you're going to sing. Let's just begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Let's just call upon the name of the Lord. Let's just see God doing some miracles in this place today. God, I thank you for miracles being displayed here today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.